Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making their way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. It's the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. I'm Kevin, your hero, Cerrito. Join alongside Dustin, five-star, your Grizzlies MC. Of course, active professional wrestler. He's got the uh, bruises show for that after uh, going head-to-head with the NWO last week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. What's up, five-star? Don't just introduce me like me and you are just cool. Why don't you tell the people that we haven't talked since Thursday? Why don't you tell them why? I've got a whole five-star squad of people that have been texting me and calling me and Facebooking and tweeting me and just telling me all the things that I should do to you when I get in this studio. Things that would make the Tupelo concession stand battle look like child's play. What year was that? I got it right. (laughs) 1979. But what I will say is... Okay, so you need before that happens, before I tear you apart in this studio and pile drive you through this table right here, Kevin... I'm going to give you the opportunity to apologize. Not to me, because I'm used to you screwing me over. I'm used to being screwed over on wrestling trivia every single time we do it. But to my five-star squad that showed up, the the most powerful five-star squad that I've ever put together, J-Mark, The Enforcer, Trigger Man, J-Woe, Mac, and of course, my lovely Maria, you need to apologize to them right now for stealing the Trivia Series Championship from us. Because you know you did. Okay, so it was the wrestling trivia series the other night at Memphis Made, and I will. You are the worst referee ever. Tell all the I, listeners. What do you mean? Okay, you're look. the worst referee ever. You remember when Randy Hales used to be like he's the founder, owner, president, all of that crap of Power Pro? Like I, am, I am the 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 referee, the host, the the founder, the you're owner, the everything. Worst. I got a lot of responsibility on that night, but I'm gonna. S- do you want me to tell the people, or would you want to tell the people? I'm there were there were a couple of different of all, controversies. I'm gonna, let me that tell the people night. before we get into this. Calm down, I mean, CJ. We we may have to call security here in a minute. Oh, that uh, sucks with you because there ain't no security. <laughs> I have locked the door. You are trapped let me in this. Go over the box. card for. Let me go over the card for today's show. A little bit later on, Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member, will join us as we preview Survivor Series. Survivor Series is tomorrow. It is the only day. Only event of the oh, entire yeah, okay. week that SmackDown can wrestle uh, Raw. Um, also, so we'll talk about that. We're also so, so, going to review. We're going to review the Ric Flair uh, documentary, woo! The Thirty for Thirty. Woo! 
Never too mad. To and we're going to talk about Jerry Lawler's new TV show. We'll also review that. So we've got two reviews about two big uh, legends on TV here. Hall of the, Famers. Since the last time we were on. Of course, we were off uh, last week, but we are back on today at 11 a.m. That is the time that wrestling is on here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, now it's just on, on the radio instead of television. And we thank you for joining us. And Dustin, what were you what were you complaining about? Because you sound, you sound a little so, fired you know, up. I know. Did somebody say something about firing up? I know that Survivor Series is tomorrow. It is. And I know the Montreal screw job happened at Survivor Series 97. So it's only appropriate that there's a So it's only appropriate that not one but two big major controversies happen at the trivia series. So first of all, oh oh a oh, full okay. team, the team that won, the team that won the night actually had a bye in the first round because somebody signed up a team and left. Does that not smell fishy to you, Kevin? That does. That does sound very fishy. So that's the, what I thought most people would be complaining about, but one, they got the Full okay. team. Your one okay. full team, Kevin, got okay. a bye right, into the next round? All right, Justin. All right, so they I'm going to pull the strap down, Kevin. This The other night, was we were at uh, we were at Memphis May Taproom. We do these wrestling trivias before uh, the major pay-per-views about five or six times a year. We were at Memphis May Taproom in Cooper Young. This was the Survivor Series theme, so people were competing on teams of five against teams five. of five. Standing in front of everyone at the taproom, you had your team of five versus another team of five, and people, uh, if you missed a question, a member on your team was eliminated until there was a sole survivor in each matchup, and then eventually they went on to uh, be in a big match to win tickets to go see Rey Mysterio Jr. in Memphis in a couple weeks. I'll tell so, the story, so, and you so, tell me if I'm right or wrong, if it so really that's the setup. It's a five-on-five five, uh, trivia situation, which which uh, is Austin Idol's favorite. Yeah, uh, Austin Idol loves this concept um, for, for wrestling trivia. Uh, the five-on-five five, uh, sur- traditional Survivor Series uh, matchup. So, Don't you ever, ever Call me again and make me hold and listen to this five-on-five crap. It's a bunch of babble. (laughs) And he's exactly right. Who would have thought back then that Austin Ida was right, that the (laughs) trivia five-on-five was nothing but a bunch of babble? Okay. It was all babble. I'm not driving over here. Five-on-five crap. It's a bunch of babble. Five-on-five crap, Kevin Cerrito. That's what your trivia series was to me and my five-star squad. It's a bunch of babble. (laughs) That's Austin Idol himself, uh, a legend, a big fan of this night. All right, so that was the setup. That's what was happening. The one thing that happened earlier tonight, you're not complaining as much about, but you did mention the count-out victory. It was the first count-out victory in the history of of wrestling trivia. We were were not expecting this, but, yeah, the team signed up and then left. I guess they they got intimidated. What do you smell? smell that? What is I it? can't say it on the radio. Okay. But somebody, somebody set that up. You think it's a And then somebody else allowed it to happen, Kevin. It was a count-out victory. But what I'm Con- really That was controversial, about, but they still had to earn it later on. What I'm really upset about, yeah, they earned it because they had an advantage. They had a full team. They had a full team. Okay, that is, that, yeah. Okay. So on this very program, I've been very vocal about Beer Money LLC. I called them out. They responded on Twitter. We had the main event of the Survivor Series, the featured match. Series. It was the featured match. Feature match, whatever. I call it the main event because that's the only match that <laughs> I ever work, Kevin. All right. So here we go. We ask a question. I turn my board around and I give my answer, correct? Yeah, you did. Cam, who is on Beer Money LLC, he turns his around, but his belly erased the board. Am I right or wrong? I don't know how it erased the entire board. So I don't think it was an accident. It doesn't matter if it was an accident. Did he or did he not turn that board around and and there was nothing on it? After he had shown it 
to so me. Which everybody gets- listening that's ever played a game or played trivia, everybody listening at home, please tweet me at Dustin Star. Actually, tweet Kevin Cerrito at Cerrito and let him know right here, right now. Use hashtag. I have an answer. Use hashtag Cerrito saw it. It's the hashtag. Hashtag Cerrito <laughs> siege. <laughs> if I have an answer, regardless Cerrito of siege. what it is, the, the- and my opponent does not have an answer on his board, who should get eliminated? Hashtag Cerrito Siege. Hashtag Memphis Made Screwjob. Trivia Series Screwjob. Hashtag that. Okay. But I just asked a okay. question. So my opponent right, did not have right. an answer. I did have an answer. So explain to me how I was eliminated. I'll wait. He did show the answer and then erase it. Why he erased it, I, I don't know. Cool story, bro. So how I did saw, he win? I saw it. In the crowd. Did saw I it. see it? In the crowd. No, saw no, no. It. The crowd did not see it because when you, you asked against- the crowd after I've already taken. I've already taken my jacket off. I've already flexed my muscles for the masses. Okay. We've already we've what already got the, the people stirred up. Of course they're going to say they saw it. Kevin? So the concept is you, there's, you have a wipe-off board and you show your answers. And you're supposed to wait and show your answers at the exact same time. They had shown their answer and I saw it. Then they erased it. The question being what was the first WrestleMania uh, or the last WrestleMania under the WWF banner before it became WWE. They did say 18. That Allegedly. That was the correct answer, but Allegedly. they wiped it off. Right. And, yeah, I, I... Yeah, explain yourself. I would be speechless, too. You should be ashamed of yourself, not for screwing me, because I'm used to it, but for screwing over the five-star squad when you know, you know, and they knew we had them. We had them. They didn't stand a chance. You you screwed me out of this that, Kevin. This is the most controversial, co- most controversial uh, moment in, in wrestling. Without a doubt. Uh, in, a, in a while. I'm not like, jiving. It, it, it wouldn't have been more, it could have only been more controversial if James Ellsworth showed up, climbed the ladder, and wrote oh the answer gosh. on their wipe-off board for them. Right. Like, that would have got people fired up. Absolutely terrible. We don't even know who the winners are, so that's how big this controversy is. This is how bad you screwed the five-star squad. Who's even talking about the winners? Okay, but as the commissioner of Cerrito Wrestling Trivia, as the founder, owner, president, host, referee, and commissioner, all in one, um... Jeez, if Cerrito Trivia ever goes public like WWE, it could, <laughs> we may have to get some new roles. Uh, but anyway, so... <laughs> Kevin, I'm going to end it with this. What? Me and I, my five-star squad, it's possible that we've lost our smile. Oh, no. We but may the, have lost you our have to smile. Ha- no, if to lose your smile, you have to have a, a title. You don't have a trivia title no, to give up. I've got five of them that I'm defending. Five of them. And it's not a bunch of babble. Okay. Lost so our smile. On behalf of Cerrito Trivia, Dustin, I would like to apologize. Hey, 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 hey. So that's admitting wrongdoing? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I would like to apologize mm-hmm. for this unforeseen circumstance. Did not... These trivias... A, a year ago, we we revolutionized how trivia nights are done with the the uh, the wrestling trivia rumble. Right? Completely changed, completely changed right. the game. And since then, we've been formatting them... To the rules of the actual professional wrestling events, not we were not ready for for this type of moment. And what would happen? It's unprecedented. It's never happened before. It's historic. And because of that, I apologize that we were not ready for something like this to happen. Um, in all of our pre-production meeting with the Cerrito Trivia writing, you know, team and the creative it's, it's every member. single trivia. I'll, I'll buy the pool with Pat Patterson. We were. <laughs> planning this stuff we did not think that this could happen at mcmahon's yeah cj if you and i are in trivia together and you provide an answer and i do not i'm I'm apologizing right now but you can't right it's a bunch of babble he did 
he did show me an answer. You just didn't see it. Now, on traditional trivia nights, though, so, Dustin. Five tradi- on five. Crap. Traditional trivia nights, you write down your answers. You turn in your answers to the host. They grade it. You never see the other team's answers, and you have to trust the host. But why this do you not, not trust that. The, why do you not trust this the host? This not in, that. But why don't you trust the host in this situation? Because every single other question that was asked and answered, we turn our boards or around together and show the audience and we show Kevin Cerrito and this time it didn't happen and I was eliminated because of it okay you you were and, and, and <laughs> five on five crap well, it's gonna be a while before five we have another... on five crap it's a bunch of babble <laughs> all right thanks thanks Austin oh the universe no wonder crop. no wonder Austin Idol doesn't like you <laughs> bunch of babble so the next all right we got we got a this story will continue. It's not over yet, Dustin. To be and, continued. And I, and I will say, uh, we're analyzing what needs to be done regarding this situation. I should have done a run-in at the end. I, I, I do think I need to do I, this. We need to make it up for you guys for this situation. I do think you probably still would have lost that matchup. You should just enter me last into the Royal Rumble. Into the Rumble trivia, I should get the very last number just because of how bad you guys screwed me over. You want to fix this? You want to fix this, Commissioner? This five-on-five crap? This babble? I'll be the last entry. The last entry, and then and then you'll you'll be cool. Maybe you'll make that up. Maybe that's the the way to make it up to the squad. So you you if I make you the last entry in the Royal Rumble, we're cool. It possibly you'll shake my hand right now and be like, you will forgive me. You will stop tweeting. Uh, Five ten times an hour that how, how you were screwed that if that if, if if you were given the last entry in the wrestling trivia rumble coming this January the week before the Royal Rumble we will be doing the wrestling trivia rumble location to be announced official date to be announced all trivia.com if you missed out on this trivia you got to be there even we always wild. say like it's it's just always chaotic uh, yes chance breakout randomly um, we had. What uh, go to numbers chance a yes, lot? Yes, go to numbers. Um, I'll tell you lots what. Lots of booing. Will... The team that ended up winning—they're the new heels here, Dustin. You are no, slowly no, no, no. doing a, a like a Braun Strowman like face turn here. No, that means I was, you're wait, turning heel. If me, they're going to cheer me and boo you, that means you're the heel. I mean, all heel. I'll talk to the five star squad and I'll give you an answer next week. How's that sound? No, you got to take this deal right now. No, 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 man. I got I got a whole five star squad. The deal's though. only on the table right now. Well, I need to tweet me. Five Star Squad, tweet me before this show is over. I think that is a fair. I think it is a fair way to redeem the situation is to give mm. you the final entry. I'll let you know before we go off air today. All right, you can get before we go off air, after we talk to Andrew Goldstein. Okay, enough about uh, the trivia night the other night. It's always fun. Thanks so many so many new folks coming on. A lot of listeners out there. Always uh, cool to see you guys. Uh, and I uh, can't wait already till January. It's all. It's always a fun night. Okay. Um, real quick, though, we're, Andrew Goldstein is going to join us momentarily to talk about the Survivor series, but we do want to review two uh, big things that have been on television recently. One uh, aired. Um, when was the Nature Boy? I can't even remember. I just watched it the other day. When did it originally air? Oh man, two weeks ago. Was it a week ago, Tuesday or something? I think so. Yeah. Before, Excellent. Oh man, the Ric Flair uh, Nature Boy Thirty for Thirty. Listen to this: most watched Thirty for Thirty since 2016. No doubt. And uh, it was the highest rated show on cable Tuesday night for the 18 to 49 demographic. So you know what this means. 
What does this mean? It means they're going to do some more wrestling 34. Well, they so they're going to have to. They, they were smart, put it on right after SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. They, 9 o'clock. I don't think any of them, 9 o'clock Central Time starts really late for 30 for 30. Uh, but they were smart to wait till the end of SmackDown. It makes SmackDown your lead in. Maybe you watch SmackDown and flip the channel. So uh, big ratings for the Ric Flair uh, documentary. Woo! Woo! What did you, what did you think? Ric Flair 30 for 30. It's been reviewed on, on, uh, so many, uh, wrestling podcasts and stuff by now. But we haven't given our take on it. I thought it was my – see, why is Animal in makeup, first of all? Did you see that? Well, I mean, you, I liked Animal in makeup. You liked I thought that was make- cool, man. Is that the good? Road Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. But like, is this a kayfabe, kayfabe well, or not? Well, Mysterio I'm, did, would he have his mask on or not? Yeah, he would have his mask on. But the face paint's different. Sting didn't have his face paint on. Well, but Sting is a – well, and I'm not saying that Animal's not a mega star. I'm saying that Sting is Sting. I just think it was cool. I'm a road warrior, Mark. I'd love to see him with the paint on. That was totally cool with me. But, like, they're coming over to do the interview at your house, and you just have to put the makeup on. Yeah. Why not? But Sting doesn't. Undertaker was in his um, married-to-wife Sarah getting stalked by DDP outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. It was actually pretty cool, man. I don't know that there you was You like really... seeing Undertaker on there? Yeah, Undertaker was cool. It was Make cool up your see... mind. You want it to be kayfabe or not kayfabe? Well, if you want doing... it to blur the lines and have Undertaker talk the way he was talking, but Animal's got to be in his makeup? Dude, you're talking ESPN, and I'm sure that Animal wanted to wear that makeup because that is what he is notorious for. So when he goes and does these comic cons and these autograph sessions and stuff, everybody on ESPN, everybody that watched that saw him. That made him a lot of money wearing that face paint. That's all I'm saying. But I do like I 30 for 30. They got to really like talk to a guy like The Undertaker, like a normal dude. I thought that was really cool. Was there anything that really surprised you? Because we, I think we all know it's well documented just how wild and crazy Ric Flair was. But wrestling fans know most of the facts. Yeah. Most of the, the stuff from the documentary we've kind of knew already, and they didn't go into any, like, tell you really much that you didn't know. Is there anything you learned in it? I, there was something- I wish they would have shouted out Memphis, that he was born in Memphis. They didn't yeah, shout that out because that is a, a under-talked-about uh, Ric Flair fun factoid is that he was born in Memphis, Tennessee before he was adopted. I think the beginning was interesting, his early life stuff. Yeah. Um, adopted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a whole lot about the plane crash. I'll tell you one thing that really went viral, and tell me if I'm stepping out of bounds here, but it was on ESPN, so I'm sure I could say it, um, is that, that Ric Flair masturbated two times a day and drank 16 alcoholic beverages, like, every day. Oh, when he told his doctor on that? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Could you imagine? But I've heard, I've seen that tweeted, and I've heard people talk about, it. like, when you talk about the documentary, that's one thing that they mention. Really? They just think it's funny. Because uh, he drank a lot, and he says he did. It, we believe him, right? We got to believe him. I mean, he seemed to live yeah, the gimmick. I his, mean, his, uh, it was, I, they got his wife to talk, his ex wife. First interview ever, I believe, with his first, first wife. Right. I think that was the first time ever. I thought at the very end, it was so touching, man, to see, uh, them talk about Reed Flair and his passing and how that affected Charlotte and how she's basically living her brother's dream. Get goosebumps that, just talking about if it. If you weren't a wrestling fan, that was a twist you may not have known was coming right. in the documentary as far as that. Because I was watching it, and they're like, they have not really put it out there that Charlotte is a wrestler. And so if you're watching that documentary, you're like, oh, wow. So right. you get real sad, and then they kind of lift you back up a little bit and saying, oh, she's did it. And that also lifts him back up. And Right. I, and I, I've met David. Um, actually, a funny little story here. I was at WrestleMania 25 in Houston, and I set the VIP at VIP seating at the Hall of Fame. I actually watched the, the famous – Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, the first match, right? I watched that one live sitting right next to the Flair family and the Rhodes family and the Steamboat family. 
Oh, wow. And Reed was right there with David and Richie Steamboat and everybody. It was really, really cool. But you mentioned Charlotte. Man, what about SmackDown? Did you see that? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, that in, in a minute. Which is great. Oh, well, I guess when we can't, because Flair was involved in that, right? Yeah, Flair yeah, came yeah. out. Do you think that was a work or shoot? Flair surprise. I think it was a shoot. I don't know that for a fact. WWE is really good about doing those surprises, like when they surprised Flair that time after the Monday Night Raw, and they all came in and yeah. hoisted him up and stuff. So for her to win the championship on that night, in I was really surprised. Flair country in Charlotte. Cut the promo, probably not knowing that her dad was there, heading up the ramp, and, and Flair's music plays, and then they embrace. And I know that you're going to make a joke about Flair crying every he single— cried. He cried, but it was—I mean, gosh, Lee, man, I almost cried. It was just it's so Flair's awesome. so fascinating in the fact that he does not—you watch that documentary, he doesn't seem like he regrets anything that he did. No. Right? He loved partying. He loved being the nature boy. But he also just, like, really loves his kids. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you really love your kids, why weren't you just, like, a, somewhat of a better father? But he, like, he couldn't have been the better father and the nature boy. He's, like, somewhat torn. Like, he— Yeah. I get asked a lot of times about WWE and all that kind of stuff. Why do I not go there? Why don't I go back? And all that kind of stuff. Doors always open, man. There, I could absolutely— attempt to go back and do that are you entering again. yourself in the royal rumble no 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 no. <laughs> what i'm trying to say is what flair was crying about and his kids and all that kind of that is why i don't want to but no, i don't want to be away from brady he did you he didn't have to be as way as much as he was away he didn't have to mm-hmm. be having affairs like he was having well affairs, that's true but. that's true but he was on the road over 300 days a year man it's hard yeah. to know your kids when you're a gone so the question we're going to, if you want to tweet us right now, Ed Cerita or Ed Dustin Starr, we're going to talk about this with Andrew Goldstein for a minute a little bit later on. What other 30 for 30s would you like to see about professional wrestling if they make another one? But yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I, besides learning that Animal likes to wear the makeup at his house, uh, there wasn't much I think I, I learned from that. I'd never really watched the, uh, much of the flair stuff from TNA except when he was going back and forth with what's his name. I'm glad you mentioned uh, that. Uh, but watching him get his like getting torn off the cage, uh, that montage uh, was pretty good. But watching him in the cage match, and, and blood, and getting, like his pants pulled down, and it's like. So I uh, saw James Storm over the weekend, and uh, we talked about this just like Conrad had mentioned uh, what two weeks ago that he was at the premiere. Cowboy James Storm was at the premiere. He was the only non-contracted wrestler from w- that wasn't contracted with WWE that was there. And he said that Flair actually personally invited him out. He made sure, whatever it was, it was kind of last minute. Cowboy got ready and jumped in the car, plane or whatever, and headed straight out there. And uh, Flair thought it was really important and special to have Cowboy there just because they work so close together at TNA. I mean, you see Cowboy just beating the heck out of him. He's bleeding like crazy in that cage. And uh, it kind of seemed random, but that was... Really important for, what happened? for Flair. You, did you wrestle Cowboy the, last week or not? Yes, I did. Cowboy James Storm, former TNA World Champion. I tried to drink Cowboy under he the likes, table two nights in a row, and I tell oh, you You're what. falling down this this path of the nature boy. I don't Woo! like it. What? <laughs> Man, I tell you. Uh, what happened What happened in your matchup the other night? Well, you, what happened? Um, so Cowboy, uh, you know, I had to You were one-on-one on one against him? One-on-one on one with the Cowboy. You did not and, beat him uh, because his contract is up at TNA. Well, last time this happened with a superstar where you were wrestling them around the same time their contract went up was, was Broken Matt Hardy, and you got a victory over Broken Matt Hardy. We had to fight not only Cowboy James Storm, but me and my Maria. We had to fight the audience there. There was a guy. There's so you a lost. video. Reaches across. He grabs Maria by the hair. Mm-hmm. A fan. I had to jump out. I almost had to beat all the people up and Cowboy James Storm. What happened? Who beat your? Who beat you up on the chest? All right. So everybody's asking me what it's like to stand across the ring from Big Papa Pump. My question is... Ask Big Papa Pump 
what it was like to stand across the ring from two-time Mr. Tennessee, the freak of physique. He's not the freak anymore, Kevin, because I am. I beat up Big Papa Pump like nobody's business. He didn't want any of me. Just, just Okay. And I don't want to talk about the pictures of my chest or anything like that. All right. Okay. No, those are out there. When's your next wrestling show, by the way? Let's, let's go ahead, jump in and do some plugs. Actually, I don't have any wrestling shows coming up, man. I've got Grizzlies basketball tonight. And Grizzlies wrestling night's coming up. Grizzlies wrestling night's coming up. And then also the Memphis Hustle. I'll be working with the Hustle coming up next week as well. Grizzlies, Grizzlies wrestling night at the uh, the first Friday of 2018. And it's the Friday before Raw comes back to, to Memphis. It's going to be an enormously epic wrestling weekend in this town. But wait. There's more because there are rumors circulating, and we've heard the King mention it. I haven't gotten official word from the Memphis Grizzlies or from the Memphis Hustle just yet, but there might be two nights. Hold there, on, there, there's no, allegedly a night that's going to happen heard, at Landers Center. Yeah, I've heard the same thing, that the, the wrestling night's coming to Mississippi. They, wow. they saw how well my trivia nights are doing down there in, in DeSoto County. Well, they're not going to have you refereeing it. I can promise you that. You're not yeah. very good at well, that. Well, it's, it's hard to uh, multitask. Imagine... Imagine if Michael Cole was refereeing and announcing. Imagine if Lance Russell was out there announcing, refereeing, and uh, working gorilla at the same time. Like, I have to do a lot of stuff. Speaking of Lance Russell, I can't wait to talk about him in just a minute. Okay, but let's get into, uh, before we take a break, we got to talk about Jerry Lawler. The other big thing that happened is very local, because the only way you can watch it, if you if you are in the Memphis market, it's on CW30. It's not online. It's not online. I have not seen it online, but don't fret. If you missed it, we're going to preview it, and you have a second opportunity to watch it today. Okay, so the King the king tweeting at us this morning that um, it will air today at 5 o'clock is the encore presentation, and then next Sunday at noon. It's the same episode that we watched with Bill Superstar Dundee. Yes. So it's, it's King Jerry Lawler's, or Jerry... Who knows? <laughs> With his restaurant and everything. And what is it? Is it King Jerry Lawler's or Jerry Lawler's Classic? It's Jerry Lawler's Jerry Classic Lawler's Memphis Classic Wrestling. Memphis Wrestling today at 5 p.m. If you missed it 5 last Saturday, you've got to watch it today at 5 p.m. And we're going to King give you a Jerry preview. Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill is on Beale Street. Okay. But the, you watched it? Oh, yeah. And uh, what'd you, what do you think? What do you, what's your big review? Are we doing King this Jerry? right now? Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was unbelievable. Like, I was, I had a little bit of a concern that, that, I didn't know how it was going to play out or how it would be done, but man, I tell you what, I thought it was great. I really did. What did you think? Well, yeah. I made some notes too, right. specifics. The initial concern we talked about it on this show is like, okay, it's 2017. Most of this footage you can find on YouTube. So if you want to yeah. have your own classic Memphis wrestling show at your house, any time of day, or if you're in line at the bank, you can watch it anytime. Just pull up your phone and pull up YouTube, right? And um, so yeah, it's the stuff. The footage is out there. So what they needed to do was. Give you present it in a different way, and then presenting it with like the director commentating, with the commentating, live commentating of what's happening in the match from Lawler, from Dundee. Very interesting insight from the concession stand brawl uh, portion yeah. of, of the broadcast. That that's what needed to be done. This is new. It's different. It's never been done with Memphis, and I know we've seen these 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 matches and this footage over and over again. I thought it was very well done having the little picture picture in picture with uh, right. King and Dundee talking about it. I I kind of wish they would have crossed that line a little bit more of that kayfabe and give us a little bit more. It was really cool that they gave the dates, but man, I think what would be really a nice touch is to add that this was inside Mid South Coliseum. The actual attendance. 
give us a little bit more of details. Because, to have the stats. Yes, especially because Mid-South Coliseum is something we all love. It's in the news. We're trying to save it. Um, show, that show the footage. Give nice. me, the, give me the date. Yeah, that'd be great. Or the entire. Just tell me what the rest of the card was. Yeah, uh, like you're saying, just give us a little bit more factual information. Not like this was sometime in the early '80s. Easy phone call to Mark James. Right. I bet you he has every single one of them. Dundee was actually really funny, man. Did Mark hear, James would be fun to have him have him there on you know have him there on the panel just to give that information. Did you hear Bill Dundee speak Carney on the show? So at one time when uh, Lawler gets busted open, he 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 tells Lawler in in Carney gives it the Jesus or whatever, and then you also hear him talk about a bizump. So I thought it was kind of cool that that Dundee got a little more relaxed to where uh, he wasn't Here's, so uptight and he kind of loosened up. That was like if I'm looking at, like you know, I'm always got ideas when I'm watching this stuff. Like what what could make it better? It seemed it seemed a little long the first episode. Maybe just because it was all with Dundee, and maybe well, because and I know you're I know you you like Dundee. Sometimes, and sometimes you don't. I don't think he was that great of a guest. He didn't really give us that much information. I wish he would have opened up a little bit more, but man, you know. I don't think he was that. Look, he's a big name. He's a legend. He's number two all-time Memphis wrestling. He is an icon that you cannot defeat in the ring. However. That's not true. I have beaten both of these guys that we're talking about. However. Wait, so you go ahead and just say you've beaten Jerry Lawler. I have beaten Jerry the King Lawler. I have beaten (laughs) superstar Bill Dundee. I don't, but Dundee didn't. I can't. I don't remember anything that he said in, in that. You remember his Carney speak, but anything that was really um, insightful. He didn't talk that much. I, of course, it's That's not true. his show. It is Jerry. Right. It is Jerry Lawler's classic Memphis wrestling. Now, where you thought it might have gone a little bit long, it, I was actually surprised that they played the full matches. But I loved that man. Those were great matches. Mid South Coliseum crowd was insane. That first pinfall where Dundee tries to pin King in that loser leave town match, the fans went nuts when he kicked out. Like, whoo! Thank goodness the King didn't lose. I mean, right. it just really took you back and listening to Lance Russell on commentary. And it was cool that, that Jerry and Bill were able to provide that extra, you know, um, I guess director's cut type of commentary. But they would pause and you would hear Lance Russell calling the action, and nobody does it better than Lance Russell, especially back then. Right. Uh, great so stuff. here are some of my other thoughts from watching this. Uh, you mentioned this, uh, and I was, I'm confused too, because this is, uh, and this is, when you do these wrestling shows, it is, it's hard when you blur the line. What is kayfabe? What is not kayfabe? Like, I want them just to be honest with it us. It doesn't exist anymore, to be honest with you. But, but they were acting like too much like, yeah. oh, you won the match or whatever. Like, be honest. Tell us, we're, we're smart. You need your, you, if you want, you can't insult your viewers in 2017. So just be smart with them or don't. If you want to make it a wrestling show where people are hitting each other with chairs and they're fighting each other and that's what's happening, then make it a wrestling show. But don't like don't blur that line. Yeah. And it's always tricky. We have that we have it that is issue tricky. here. It's when we have hard. wrestlers on the show, when sometimes wrestlers want to when you do an interview with a wrestler, it's hard. It's really hard because right. sometimes they want to stay in character, they want to stay kayfabe. Uh but sometimes they want to uh, just be real with you and shoot with you. Most of them do, and those are the better, better the stuff is when they're being honest with you, like Ric Flair was in that in in the documentary. Right, uh, they, they were talking about. I think one of the things that uh, was really honest, and I thought it it really put over the fact that Memphis wrestling is and was a big deal. Look at the names that we saw there. We saw the Honky Tonk Man, yep. who was Wayne Ferris at the time. We saw mm-hmm. Moon Dog Spot, Larry Latham. Uh, the original Moon Dog. We saw Sting, Ultimate Warrior, sitting ringside with Dundee's wife. As the Blade Runner, so it's just so much history just in that one that that one little hour of uh, wrestling that we watched. I really enjoyed. I mean, I've seen the Tupelo Tupelo Concession Stand brawl multiple times. I enjoyed watching it uh, from that perspective. Yeah. 
Um, and it was funny. The jar of pickles is what started it all. Dundee said, when you threw that jar of pickles, man, I tell you, it just started everything. Other things I, I, I would like to say, I would like to see them, the show remain spoiler free from within the show. So don't kind of tell me that Dundee's going to win the next match. Because if yeah. I haven't had it, I haven't seen it before, I don't want to, like, don't ruin it for me. Like, it's my first time seeing it. Right. So don't tell me what happened uh, because I may not know. Uh, and that's true because they had so many epic battles. Sometimes it's hard I don't to remember. remember who won, won which one. Right. And especially Loser Leaves Town. Well, I know neither one of you are left town. You're sitting right there in, in, in right. Bartlett at a TV studio. I thought a really nice – it was cheesy, yes, but it was a nice touch. And they will figure out how to mold that character and uh, and, and be consistent. Is Tom Nunnery. The studio band? The studio band I thought was just it was cheesy and corny, was, but I thought it was great. It was cheesy and corny in a in a in a good way. Yes. A lot of people say the King's podcast is a little cheesy and corny with the with the product placement and stuff in there, right? Well, that's like, a whole per, pretending yeah. like they're eating dinner in that joke. Right. But this joke kind of works. I like this. You could do a, cool. you could do you could do a lot with it. And especially when he changed the words of his song uh just to right. you know, cut down Bill Dundee. That was super there's cool. There's a lot of fun you can do that. Can make it a show because you want to see original content that you haven't seen before repurposing that old content. Boy, Tom and, Nunnery looks so different. He looks so I didn't even recognize him. And for those Memphis wrestling fans that don't remember that name Almost every Christmas episode, it would end with him getting hit in the head with his guitar. <laughs> Just right. about every time he gets smashed with the guitar. Okay, so but anyway, maybe maybe it wouldn't have maybe it seemed a little long because it was just the one guest and a lot of matches. They should have maybe thrown in some interviews. If you had a, some classic interview moments, and maybe that would have made it uh, a little more exciting. But we need to see some interviews because some of the best start about Memphis some wrestling promos leading is, up to those promos matches on Saturday morning with Lance. Let's Here's see those promos. You. What we didn't see, and this makes me think, is we didn't see any studio footage. So I wonder if this being on CW30, if that footage is not allowed to be shown, that studio footage. Interesting. Because we yeah. didn't see any studio footage. It was from Tupelo and then also well, gonna, Mid-South Coliseum. That's going to hurt the show. Well, because you have all those classic interviews. Unless they show backstage. I always remember the uh, – and we were in this dressing room here just a couple of weeks ago at Mid-South right. Coliseum where you would see – Austin Idol and Jerry Lawler with the tile background in the dressing room after Monday Night Wrestling yeah. and cutting their promos. So maybe we'll see some of those. But I agree if they kind of set the stage a little bit by showing some promos, because that was what was so important with Memphis Wrestling is those guys talk those talk the people in the building, talk that trash, man. Yeah, that that will be that if they can't show that, that's gonna that's gonna hurt the show. But I think they should be able to because they used to show that stuff on 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 those other classic Memphis wrestling shows that aired not on Channel 5. So unless something has changed, but they've done the old Corey Macklin opening the vault shows, right. I believe, aired on 24 and 30 back in the day, too. But I now, mean, I could be mistaken. My but, memory, I get hit in the head a lot, but I remember a lot of that footage was also just not studio footage, but being like Coliseum type of footage as well. I mean, I don't know because it's not like they ever say Channel well, 5. Well, that's the king. And, and they're not like they say Channel 5, and they also show that footage – uh, I mean, that footage was shown in you know Louisville, across the territory, sure. in Nashville, everywhere that it was in the Memphis territory. It wasn't just on uh, Channel Channel Five. So, all right, it's only the first episode, so we don't know what to expect. But I liked what I saw starting out, and right. I can only imagine some of the other Memphis wrestling, classic Memphis I, wrestling guys coming in and talking about it, or right. maybe some of the current guys coming in and talking about it. All right, so DVR it's at, on Channel uh, Thirty today at five o'clock. Or next Sunday at noon, so set your DVR uh, for that. The Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour, of course, is being brought to you by King Jerry Lawless Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, home of the coldest beer on Beal. 
and the commercials during King Jerry Lawler's. Did you watch the commercials? Oh, yeah. That was part of my, fa- my fa- one of my favorite things about it because it really feels Memphis wrestling when you get those those commercials, those local commercials. Yeah, did you see little uh, Peyton dr- eating that big old barbecue sandwich? It was. It was. <laughs> It was great. So King Jerry Lawler's uh, Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, of course, yeah, they got the delicious barbecue ribs, the the uh, fried barbecue ribs, and the uh, world famous slam burger oh, yeah. uh, on on Beale Street, just a couple uh, couple of doors down from BB King's. It's your pre and post game destination for any and every event at FedEx Forum. So if you're going to a basketball game anytime soon, stop by the Kings before or after. And of course, uh, with Monday Night Raw here next month and Grizzlies Wrestling Night, uh, that is is going to be the pre and post game destination. For that, that is King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. They always got three dollar Fireball uh, there mm. as well on Beale Street. If I could send a quick message out to any and all wrestling fans listening right now, there's two things. Number one, if you're near Memphis and you have not been to King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, shame on you. And number two, if you're in the CW30 Memphis viewing area and you did not watch Jerry Lawler's Classic Memphis Wrestling, what in the world are you doing? Support the wrestling so we can get more of it. It comes on today at 5 o'clock on CW30 Memphis. That's coming straight from a CW30 star, Dustin Five Star. All right, we're going to take a quick time. Maybe the King should have some CW30 stars on his show. Maybe. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll talk to Andrew Goldstein about Survivor Series. You're listening to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour here on Sports Entertainment 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and dream specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis' most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right, pick scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. I came rolling into Mepho, TWA. Tell all the ladies, handsome Jimmy's on his way. I'm a rocker and a roller. Welcome back. We're talking some more wrestling here on the radio. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Wrestling at the Rec Room. Oh, yes. They had a video game tournament last night. You could play WWE 2K18 at the Rec Room. You saw my Instagram story recently, right? Oh, that. yeah. They got w- the WWF Superstars game, the game where they've got Mean Gene interviewing like Ted DiBiase, Under the Giant, and Virgil Love as it. part of the game. And, and you like enter the ring on the the old WrestleMania 3 like carts. You know, the I used to carts. take big rolls of quarters, like 10 bucks huh. at a time to go and play that game. 
You can play it now at the Rec Room. And, uh, man, I got so much cool wrestling stuff happening up there, including a Watch Party for Survivor Series tomorrow. So if you're looking for a place to to watch Survivor Series, those screens, Dustin, oh, yeah. are bigger than, like, how many big shows? Quite how many, a few. It's it, like mini Titantrons. They are mini Titantrons. <laughs> and there's, there's like, uh, five mini Titantrons. And five? Five? Be showing the Survivor Series, unless, of course, you want to rent out one of the living rooms and play the wrestling video games while you watch it at the Rec Room. Go to uh, RecRoomMemphis.com. They're located on Broad Avenue, 3000 Broad Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. It's 18 and up if you're coming out there, but it's going to be the place to watch Survivor Series um, because the King's Restaurant, unfortunately, closed now on uh, during winter hours on Sunday, so you got to find a place to watch it somewhere. Oh, Go man. to the rec room. Rec room, absolutely. Rec room's the place to be. Of course, Survivor Series is tomorrow. And before every WWE pay-per-view, we talked to Andrew Goldstein. He used to be a writer for WWE. And now he is our uh, guy who comes on and predicts everything that's going to happen. And he does it uh, to perfection. What's up, Andrew? Gentlemen, how are you? Pre-Survivor Series Saturday. Looking forward to chatting wrestling. Yeah, let's let's do it. Ainge Gold is joining us. Before we get into Survivor Series, uh, the the Flair documentary uh, did outstanding ratings. So of course they're gonna make uh, they're gonna make uh, some more wrestling ones at some point. I just, you just know they are. What is your suggestion for a wrestling thirty for thirty? Yeah, uh, this I saw a lot of people talking about this. I tweeted out. I just think um, you know the story of the converging stories of Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, two best friends. And they reached the pinnacle of their careers on the same night. And then, unfortunately, not too long after, both of them are gone. Mm. One regarded as a hero for the rest of eternity and one uh, basically a pariah for the rest of eternity. And uh, those converging stories and their relationship, I just think, would be such a compelling roller coaster of a 30 for 30. Oh, my gosh. That would be excellent. The only thing, man, is I just don't see them doing that with Benoit. Do you think they will? the WWE relation, you know, the, to make a good 30 for 30, you have to have the, the green light from WWE because they own all the footage. So, unfortunately, that's sort of the one that probably won't be able to, to be done. I know that the Andre doc is coming from the uh, Ringer guys, from Bill Simmons, so I'm looking forward to that. I think the story of Bruiser Brody would make a great documentary. Mm. Uh, there's, a, there's a tragedy there, but also a, a really enigmatic character. Uh, behind all of this that people today, I don't think, uh, remember. The Von Erichs, many documentaries have been made about them. That would be super, super great. And then, obviously, you know, another thing about Brett and Sean would be really fun. It's right. really good. Well, well Wrestling with Shadows is maybe the best wrestling uh, documentary, if y'all have not seen yeah. that, about the Montreal Screwjob. Cameras were there. Uh, Sports Illustrated has a, has a good post up, Sports Illustrated, uh, about the possible 30 for 30s. Including, they talked to our buddy Conrad Thompson from Something to Wrestle with. He suggested Jerry the King Lawler as one because he that said his story great. reads like a reads like a movie. Because I'm thinking Andy Kaufman would be a good one, but you can't really do a thirty for thirty about a comedian. <laughs> but maybe you can. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had I a think, lot of a uh, lot of uh, impact on the wrestling business. A lot. I think Jerry would be Jerry as the focal point would be phenomenal. I mean, the guy you know doesn't drink. Uh, all, there's so many little like fun nuances about him. He's, he's, you know, superhero collection. He's an artist. He ran his own TV. He was the face of the TV. He never left for the big time until, you know, later on in, in his career and, and uh, still runs it to this day. All that good stuff. And then, obviously, what happens to him live on Raw a few, few years ago. Oh, yes, yeah. The, yeah he died on live TV. I mean, <laughs> again, roller, co- ro- roller coaster ride there. 
And, and he's got the Andy Kaufman part of his story, so that you can you can exactly. uh, talk about that in there. But. I've got one for you. How about pro wrestling's original power couple, the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth? Yeah, be you a, know, good one. a few of them are tough because this, this, you want the main subject to be in it, to be a, a right, sadly, right. you know, to be alive. So that's a tough one, just because Mach and Elizabeth, unfortunately, are no longer with us. So where I, I agree with you on that one, that would be that would be really tough. All right, let's let's jump into Survivor Series. It is tomorrow. It is the one night a year that Raw and SmackDown goes head to head. Just one night. The the one the one night of of next week that they go head to head is tomorrow. <laughs> and who knows when the next time is? I I really think Andrew. How about this? This is what the slogan really should have been for Survivor Series because I'm all over town and I've had multiple people tell me this from wrestling trivia the other night, just last night out uh, to dinner, running into people. They all keep telling me the same thing, and they say, you know what? I'm actually excited about Survivor Series now. Like that it, yeah. that seems to be everybody's stance. At first they were like, "Yeah, Raw versus SmackDown again," and they looked at the card, but all the little tweaks that they've done, I think people are excited. Are you excited? Yeah, you know, look, they've put the hard sell on this all month about Raw versus SmackDown trying to get us to buy into this competition style pay-per-view. Uh, you know, sort of like the Davis Cup in golf, like it's the one time this individual sport the one time a year this individual sport comes together and breaks into teams, uh, you know, it was sort of a, it was a hard sell. But I'm by the you know I'm a, we're 24 hours away and I'm I bought in I bought in because you know look they've they've constantly been upgrading this pay per view card up until the last moment. I mean, just on Tuesday we had Charlotte Flair, uh, you know, take back that title and now Charlotte versus yeah yeah. So um, the card's constantly been changing. I think people. Just the fact that it's been so tumultuous leading up to it, I think people will, will tune in to see what the results of all these last-minute changes will be. Right. So I, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited for it, too, but it doesn't change my stance. I'm not – like, if you give me the choice, should they do a blue T-shirt versus red T-shirt feud again next year? Oh. I would say no. I just don't – I the, the in principle, what it's all based on, I do not like. But the card looks good because you get to see Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. You get to see so many legends that don't wrestle very much anymore in Shane McMahon, Triple H, and Kurt Angle in, in the main event. Uh, so there, there's so many elements of it, but it's all based on red T-shirt versus blue T-shirt. Oh, please tell me, Andrew, that they're not going to wear the red T-shirts and blue T-shirts in this match. Please tell me that. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I look. I've read columns of mine in the past. Big pet of mine are T-shirts in the ring. Uh, these guys are supposed to look different than us and different than the people in the crowd. So uh, I'm not a big proponent of any kind of T-shirt in, in the ring. But, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope it's not red team versus blue team shoved down our throats. But, look. That's just the overlay. Uh, the, the bottom line is the card is stacked. Right. Been doing this the last you know handful of pay per views, just really throwing everything. You know, I've been calling it the kitchen sink era because right now this whole year they've been every they've been just stacking all of these pay per views. So um, it it it. I mean, just adding Triple H to that match. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. places they could go with it to tease maybe Triple H versus Shane at WrestleMania, which everybody's been. And thinking that's where we're going with the with the two brands. Triple H versus Kurt Angle could be key. Yep. There's a lot that can be done in that in that big Raw versus SmackDown match. Right, and I'm glad you brought that up because which scenario would you like to see, and which one do you think is most likely? Is it Triple H versus Shane McMahon, or is it uh, Shane versus Angle, or is it going to be Triple H versus Angle? 
uh, all of those possible possibility. I would say it's probably brother-in-law versus brother-in-law, Triple H versus Shane, with yeah. with because Angle's probably going to wrestle like Jason Jordan. Yeah, don't count Jason Jordan out. They just took a couple of steps in that storyline, and I really liked where it was going. Yeah, look, I think the money is Triple H versus Shane McMahon, yeah. WrestleMania, brother versus brother-in-law, uh, or brother-in-law versus brother-in-law, the McMahon sibling rivalry, you know, 2.0. I love all that. Uh, that's where I would go with that story. And then, uh, you know, Angle, J- Jason Jordan, like, that's the, if you're going to do this ridiculous storyline where Jason Jordan is the, uh, you know, sort of uh, forgotten about son of Kurt Angle all these years later revealed to be his son and really go with it, it's got to end in a match. And those two guys, you know, and what better use of a legend like Kurt Angle, who's probably only got a handful of matches left in his career, to put over a young superstar like a Jason Jordan? That to me is that, that to me is the money, right? And why not do Shane versus Angle at the Royal Rumble to as a match leading up to the other match? But you could do Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, at the as Rumble, long as he doesn't get suplexed into a glass wall, <laughs> right? Then, uh, oh, I'm all boy. for it. But that match sells itself based on the other match. If they get this rematch in twenty in twenty seventeen, well, I've got to ask. I've got to ask. You got the Universal Champion Brock. Lesnar versus the WWE champion AJ Styles. What happened to Jinder Mahal? Have they jumped off the gender train? Is that done and over with? I am so surprised. Uh, you know, they have the India tour coming up. I thought the title was staying on Jinder through that and possibly all the way to WrestleMania for a big John Cena versus uh, Jinder Mahal. That was sort of the going, the going storyline. But uh, look, they threw a wrench in it. As Vince said, nothing's ever written in stone. So uh, AJ Styles is super over. He's, he's arguably the most talented guy in the company, and uh, I can't I can't argue with putting the title. I did feel bad for Jinder Mahal, but you can't argue with putting the title on AJ Styles, giving us a once in a lifetime AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar match. The Japan connections, just like the the concurrent careers of these guys, the the difference in body type. It's just going to be really, really tremendous to see what AJ is able to do with Brock um, and all that good stuff. So I, I'm really excited for that match. I think Ginger will make his uh, make an appearance in that match just because if you look at the cards, he's not in any of the matches, right. but he's supposedly a big-time player. I think he'll, he and the uh, Singh brothers will make their presence felt in that match, which possibly will lead to Brock going over. But uh, that's, that's sort of how I'm feeling that Is match. that a solid gold prediction? That's what. That's where I see that match going. Brock Lesnar over AJ Styles. You heard it here. Well, I, I, I well, yeah. That's. Are def- you on I that? think yes, that's going to happen. Oh, but AJ will steal the show. I think. The, one, one thing that uh, I think I think he will. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a great, great match. Yeah. That whole card has, has stacked up to look good. These champions versus champions. We'll see how it all it all plays out here. As we're about to be on that road to WrestleMania. So. Um, uh, there's so much more I want to talk about because I, I am excited about AJ having the championship because I think he adds uh, credibility back to that title. That since January, when Cena lost the belt, um, or last February, he lost the belt to the Elimination Chamber to Bray Wyatt. That title hasn't really mean that much. And Cena's and back. Seen, what? Cena's back tomorrow. And Cena's back too, yeah. Well, huge. Yeah. Triple H is back. Cena's back. It's wow. You know, AJ Styles is going to go for that springboard, uh, you know, fifth, and Brock's going to catch him in an F5. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. All right, uh, we got to go, Andrew. Thanks for joining us as always. Hey, fun fact that the youngest person on that Survivor Series SmackDown team is 37 years old. Wow. Randy wow. Orton. It's Thanks. a very old team. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Andrew. We'll talk to you uh, next month. And that's Andrew Goldstein, and that is it for us. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cerrito. He's at Dustin Starr. We'll talk to you next week from high atop Mount Mariah.